Hey everyone, um, good evening. I hope you're doing well and you're good wherever you are. I'm Joe Fizz and this is Third Shift Thoughts. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit different as uh, similar to a couple of the last ones. I'm kind of on a time crunch tonight, so we're going to keep it not necessarily like short and sweet and to the point, but it's definitely going to be a smaller episode than usual. Um, <clears throat> I'm coming up, this is actually my last day before my final semester of college. Super excited. Uh, don't know where it's going to take me as far as you know the podcast goes, uh, things like that. So these next couple episodes, um, over the course of the next couple of months, will be at least once a month, but kind of spaced out. Further updates, um, Graymore is coming back up. Um, there is a new episode out, so if you listen to the Graymore podcast at all, um, it is something that is coming back. It's going to be an origins story, so we're going to go to some of the older characters and see how they came into fruition at the school due to the fact that I'm actually writing, as well, a Graymore book. Um, I'm on about the 11th or 12th chapter, but coming into the semester, uh, I took some time off to kind of gather where I want the rest of the book to go, get prepared for the semester, and a couple other things, you know, just some time for myself. Because as I've preached to you, I want to do unto myself, self-care, self-care, self-care. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Make sure that you're t- checking in on your friends and family during the holidays and post-holiday season. Uh, Most importantly, think deep, love deep, and above all, question everything. So that's really it for me. Um, We're going to get into the podcast. So here we go. It's now Third Shift Thoughts with Joe Fizz. So, welcome back to Third Shift Thoughts with Joe Fizz. Um, I'm Joe Fizz, as previously stated. Uh, DV's on a little bit of holiday, like I said, because haven't had the chance to fix his voice yet, so that's where we're at today. Today's episode I want to talk about first um, is about critics. You know, we hear about people who uh, like to, I guess I don't want to say impose, but they like to... um, say different things, this, that, and the other, about movies, video games, TV shows, music, anything and everything that you could possibly think of there's a critic for. And you know, something about that... Sorry, I had to sit down my guitar. Um, There are certain things about this that we like to talk about. One of those things is, is that this person, you know, has different life experiences, or maybe the same life experiences that we have. 
they may be tasked by somebody or just issuing their own opinion, and they're trying to either from a professional side of it or just a amateur side of it, convey a thought about the piece of work and disseminate it to other individuals who may be feeling the same way. Now, something about this needs to be taken into consideration. As previously stated, these individuals are, you know, they may have different experiences than you. This is something that we need to consider primarily because, for example, the recent topic that has been on everybody's mind is Star Wars. Now, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, I personally loved it. I thought it was fantastic, brought a new light into the saga, a couple different things that some people didn't like that I liked. Um, To me, it ended on a note that I'm totally okay with. I could go decades and pass on without even having to worry about this section of the movies. Having finished this series, you know, I'm I'm totally okay with it. It's going to maybe turn people off the podcast right now. Um, there's a lot of, you know, hate about it and various other things. Critics have annihilated this movie though. Like to the point where I going into it was a little bit nervous. I was like, I don't know how I feel, um, going into this movie and experiencing this kind of scenario because the last Jedi, for example, had great reviews, but was mixed among a lot of the fan base. I thought it was a good movie too. I had a little bit of hesitations for it for a couple of reasons, uh, those of which I won't spoil for those who may not have seen it. Something about this, though, that we need to definitely consider is that these critics, whether they're professionals or not, are getting paid to do this, some of them. Um, some of them are just maybe out there saying whatever they want to say. The point being is, though, is that this individual's points of view about the movie, various things like that, are often influenced by existential factors that may or may not coincide with what we have experienced and therefore may give a misconception of the movie or give something that may be contradictory to what we could potentially believe. But because we are so marred by these critics, you know, we can't fully actualize the concept of what the director was trying to portray. Um, now, this is not to say that some movies are just not bad. I mean, there are some movies that are just absolutely god-awful. A perfect example of a movie like that is the movie Mother with Jennifer Lawrence. I'm sorry if you're a J-Law fan. I'm a J-Law fan in certain movies. Um, but in this scenario, the movie was just absolutely terribly written. Really weird movie. Would not recommend it. Maybe just to experience it to get like the kind of cultural reference. But beyond that, it's just it's just not there. Um, But anyway, this movie had, again, mixed reviews by critics. This is something that, you know, I kind of went into it as like, oh, I'll see it personally, then go from there. Um, So, again, this is something that um, we need to take into consideration for our own lives, too. There are people within our circles or even within our workplaces or within our, you know, online communities, things like that that are going to try and either tear us down for existential reasons that we can't control, or they're trying to build us up in a specific way. So how do we respond to critics? The first thing that I would say is not to be too calloused. Um, 
input it, but this is kind of this weird metaphysical, I don't want to say Buddhist, but it's kind of metaphysical Zen form to it, is that we have to input the information and we have to just accept it for what it is. Now, this can vary based on a couple of things. It can vary on the fact that, you know, maybe this person, um, (laughs) maybe this person is trying to do us harm, as I said, in some way, or maybe this person is, has something else going on and they're throwing this out there because they're just irritated. Or maybe they're trying to be constructive. You know, you have to take context clues into consideration. And I think that's hard for some people. Um, It's definitely been hard for me growing up and coming into adulthood. I think that in the beginning, I hated (laughs) any kind of feedback at all if it wasn't positive. Um, This is something that I have developed while in my professional program. Um, You just kind of have to accept it for what it is and move on. Um, You have to accept it. It's Again, it's this kind of weird Zen practice. You have to accept it for what it is. You can't go too deep into it because if you look too deep, you're going to do what is called spiraling, which you're just going to keep thinking about it until you... It's like free falling from the sky. You're just going to keep thinking about it. You can't really dismiss it because... If you just dismiss it outright, you know, there could be a nugget of information gained. So you have to be emotionally and mentally mature enough to contextualize what they're trying to say, wrap it up for what it is, and accept it and move on. Um, now, whether this influences your artwork, your choice of going to see a movie, or something like that, it, it, you know, it varies. It varies on, say, what it is you're doing. Um, personally, um, I really believe in certain philosophies like Jim Carrey, um, even Bruce Springsteen, where, you know, and as the infamous SpongeBob SquarePants Squidward line goes, you know, everybody's a critic. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's going to like or like something or not like it. The goal, though, is if it's something that you're enjoying, you need to accept it and then say, okay, that's their, that's their thought on it. What is my thought on it? Um, try not to let it influence you. Try to formulate your own opinion without these existential you know, critics coming in. Um, other than that, you know, just if it's something like in your workplace, um, consider the source. You know, if it's a peer, you know, I would say listen with a kind ear and then um, maybe pick pick what certain things will either benefit you or not benefit you for the future, especially if it's negative, and then move on with it. If it's um, a superior, then maybe take it into consideration. And again, there are existential factors that come into this scenario. However, you know, it needs to be considered and essentially to move on and to be not necessarily the bigger person, but to fully actualize your potential or the potential of the movie, you need to just accept it for what it is. And... That is personally something that I felt when going to see The Rise of Skywalker. I heard a lot of negative reviews, both from fans and critics alike. Um, For me personally, though, I took that in and I said, okay, it is what it is. You know, these people, you know, they're existential factors. They haven't liked this trilogy so far. They're not going to like the ending. Um, These critics are, were really praising Rise or The Last Jedi because of certain plot twists um, they didn't really like this because this was made more 
at least in my view, to an homage to fans. Um, you know, it just really varies. It varies, and the best thing that I've learned to do is just kind of accept it and take it for what it is and leave behind what you can because you don't want to get back like way down by it. You just want to accept it for what it is and move on. So that's part one is critics. Um, the next part is going to be kind of like metaphysically again. Um, we're going to have like a little mini music interlude. So here we go. Tried a little bit of, tried a little bit of funk there. Um, so, the next metaphysical topic. Um, man, I'm having a hard time picking this one. Um, I really think, 
that for this one, I kind of want to incorporate some aspects of, I don't even want to say like supernatural. I think, I think there's a really interesting concept when it become when it comes down to like brain function. And this is something I was thinking about last night as I was walking uh, for my job. I think that it's fascinating to think that your brain at the basic input level is composed of these electric currents and energy that gets sent up this tiny little cord through your spine and gets disseminated throughout your system via your nervous system and other systems in your body. And then um, these systems composed of this energy that whether, you know, of origins debated is composed of electricity. So you yourself are electricity. And the things that you see and around you and this energy and these moving particles and these comprise some of them static particles, others moving super fast beyond our visual. These things are just a part of your a part of it. You know, one of the things that I find really fascinating is when I go to see a rock show and the sounds come over, you know, this is a transfer of energy vibrated at, you know, speeds that I can't even imagine. And then you feel the energy of the crowd and the energy of the crowd starts to build their anticipation based on, you know, their own pulsations of electricity is causing them to get really excited so as they get excited, they build up and you feel the tension and then the first note hits and they blast into it and you're just blown away at the fact that everyone is jumping and screaming. The energy builds up in the drum kit, the transfer of sound is causing these pulsations and energies within your body to pick up your heart rate. It's causing them to release chemicals throughout the brain that are causing you yourself to feel these pulsations throughout your system. These electric currents and these transfers of energy, you know, the saying is always that matter cannot be created or destroyed. You know, we could get really metaphysical here and think about, you know, is this energy always just stored in your body to a certain point and then is released? Or is it permeable throughout your skin? Um, energy can be transferred, so it can't be created or destroyed, though. So say, for example, the pulsations in the ground, this is metaphysical. I know this is probably not true, most likely 95% not true. But so say, for example, the energy stored within the guitar strings, as they are released when the person is picking, send it out through the airwaves. It connects with you. And so this transfer of energy is now in you and it's bottling up and it's vibrating and causing you to feel your own pulsations, and then therefore you're disseminating energy out into the system, the system being the rock concert. So as your energy is pinging off of everybody else, everybody else's energy is pinging off of you. Now, I've been in shows where there have been mosh pits, which is basically a huge gathering of people that push and shove each other like nobody's business. Um, so they're transferring energy to each other within the touch. Um, this is why in physics, when... Um, you're drawing Newton diagrams and person A is pushing with five Newtons of force 
a box that has 10 newtons of force. Therefore, 15 newtons of force are going in the direction of the person that is pushing. Um, so you're transferring this energy throughout the system of individuals. And it all comes from, you know, stored energy, whether it's in you, an instrument, an object, you know, something, other individuals. And it's fascinating to think about, but as this energy happens and is, you know, it's all coming through your synapses, all through this electric current within you going up and down your um, spinal column, sending it throughout your body and then sending your energy out to everybody else. I just think it's fascinating. Um, another example is food. Food, you know, you intake food to give you energy. The energy from within the food is transferred into you as you digest it. And therefore, as you disseminate it throughout your body, it's causing this energy to be transferred. So I guess my theory is, you know, yeah, I mean, it's in, th in theory, it is out there, you know, um, you know, some people would kind of laugh at that and say, okay, well, that's just nature, you know, but I want you to picture this, okay? You know, when I'm walking outside and I'm looking at stars, um, I'm looking at the moon, I'm, you know, seeing people walk about, um, I'm looking at light that has traveled millions upon millions of miles, but that light is still energy, I'm seeing this energy and the warm feeling, and this is kind of maybe the romantic in me, but the warm feeling I'm getting in my chest to me isn't only from the memories and the serotonin and the other things that I associate with looking at the moon and the stars and, and the nostalgia to it, but I like to think in some weird fascination that this energy, there, there's energy coming from those stars and connecting to my soul, my energy, the thing that I, and my spinal column, and I, uh, there's, I like the, the lyric, you know, we contain multitudes, or we, I contain multitudes, um, I think that those multitudes might just come from the stars, um, you know, I, it, it certainly is fascinating to think about, so I'll try to come up with better topics next time. I, I just always found that to be really, really cool. Um, so hopefully you did too. Maybe that'll give you something to think about as you walk around, shake hands with somebody, interact with your car, um, interact with somebody else, maybe even your own looking at the stars or looking at the waves of the ocean. You know, maybe that's why when you stand in the ocean for some people, you feel this euphoria. Not only because of the serotonin, but maybe because of the transfer of energy from a vastness, a vastness that seems contained by land, when really land is contained by water, um, into the pores of your skin and into the very cells of your being. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's for you. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But all right. So I think we're going to call it for this week. Um, that concludes this week's uh, Third Shift Thoughts. I'm Joe Fizz. Um, we will see you in February, hopefully with a better <laughs> a better topic that um, I've thought out. Um, other than that, uh, love deep, think hard, and be kind. I had to think of my own slogan for a second. 
love big, think deep, and be kind. And um, we will see you very, very soon.